Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm here today with one of my very favorite people. I feel like I can't even use the word person (laughs) when I describe Kiki because it's just like so limiting in what I envision when I think about you and the gift that you are. But for those of you who are not familiar, Kiki Robinson is a multimedia artist, tarot reader, and healing arts practitioner. They are a practicing witch in traditional medicine and the co-creator of The Living Altar. I am such a fan. Kiki has been in my world, helped me, helped my family, helped my witchy business container just tap into the magic and witchcraft that is all around us. And I'm so happy to have you back on the pod. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here and to be diving in as well. Me too. When I saw that you're on my schedule and we were doing this today, part of me was like, mm, I wish we could just do a private session because yeah. the experience with you is so profound. And so then I was like, okay, how do we share this gift and be in service to this podcast community and our listeners today? And you and I were on the same page because you showed up wanting to do just an experiential session today and really share your magic. But before we dive in, I would just love to create some context for those who have not met you before and do not know about your work and what's going on in your world, how you're doing, what's happening, anything that feels important to share before we drop in today. Yeah, uh, let me sit with this for a minute. I guess I'll share some background context first and foremost. So my background is in art and creativity and performance. I'm also a dancer as well. So a lot of my background is through the lens and the container of expression. My mother is an artist. She's a painter. And I grew up around that being very like fostered and nurtured. And so I've been in that world since I was like five years old. And I went to school for printmaking and painting specifically, and then was a performance artist for a decade. Um, So a lot of like my, yeah, my foundation is very rooted in creativity. And I've also been a practicing witch for 20, about 20 years, although I do think I was practicing before, even though I didn't call myself that. Um, 
More like 2,000 years. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, it was happening before. Um, My kind of like gateway into magic was through the tarot when I got my first tarot deck. And then I started exploring psychic mediumship and divination practices all through like, you know, getting books at the library or like, you know, at the time it's interesting thinking about the cultural like context, like it wasn't popularized at the time. It wasn't cool. It was kind of like there's stigma around being a witch. Um, but I slowly built my practice and then I started my business, my professional practice a decade ago, uh, about roughly. Um, it was kind of a slow build. It's never been linear. And so my first kind of like connection to magic, I feel like was through art and through creativity. And I'm currently really returning to that. I've always kind of had this relationship that ebbed and flowed, but a big intention for 2023 was returning to my very first passion, which is Mm -hmm. art making. I think that it can be so healing on so many levels. And I really, something that I intend to bring to others and through teaching is looking through a creative lens, connecting to the spirit of our creativity, and really connecting to the ways that art making in all forms, because it can be so multifaceted, you know, it can be the ways we cook or, you know, the way we live our lives. It doesn't have to be these like the traditional modalities, right? We can invent what that looks like. I uh, am really returning to that currently. And I'm not sure, you know, how that connects to the current cultural and like societal process, but I do know astrologically, there's a lot of shifts happening right now. Like Saturn just moved into Pisces. And so I feel like there's this shift into more of the dream realm or through imagination. And yeah, I really do believe like we're building, you know, and there's a lot of different healers and visionaries that have this outlook, but that there is this like creation that's happening into creating like a future or like a new paradigm through our creative visions. And so I I feel like artists are so important. You know, they're visionaries, they're healers, you know, in all the ways and yeah, I'm currently just like working a lot on a lot of projects that feel very personally fulfilling in that way and feel like very connected to the spirit of healing. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing. That sounds so exciting. And I can't wait to see what you're working on and, and what you create during this time. A couple of things that just stuck out to me that I wanted to touch on. One, I felt this shift from Saturn and the end of Aquarius was like really aggressive for me. Like that last sort of couple degrees into Pisces. And I love it. Yeah, Like the, it feels like something has lifted. I don't know what, Mm -hmm. but I totally feel what you're saying with the creative flow and just like that returning. And so thank you for speaking to that. A couple of other things that you had said that I wanted to share is I have traveled to Nepal before and in Nepal, there's a big earthquake usually that happens about every hundred years. And there's this saying in Nepal and it's when the city falls, the artist rises. Mm -hmm. 
And I just kept coming back to that as you were speaking, like it is such a potent time for art and for like that sort of revolution or, you know, that renaissance almost that I feel is coming. And I'm so happy to hear that you're sort of at the forefront of that. And we can look to you for inspiration for that. And so, yeah, I think art is really important too. And as somebody that doesn't feel naturally creative in the ways that you might like associate with creativity, even hearing you say that about cooking or, you know, whatever it is, like you can find art, you can find God or, you know, magic in that moment. So yeah, that's really beautiful. The next thing I actually wanted to share or ask you before we jumped in, which is something that you just mentioned was sort of like the popularity now of this like witchy vibe and using that word. And I was thinking this morning about becoming like armchair sort of psychologists and how over the last decade, people have started using like attachment styles and love languages and all of this just like psychological speak as they know what they're talking about. And I feel that this has started to happen more and more with throwing around these different words around like witchcraft and magic and what we're really saying and what we're really doing because it is becoming more and more popular. And I think that there's a lot of gray areas when it comes to this right now and a lot of people practicing in a lot of different ways. And so before we practice and we get to see your magic today, I want you to share and I really want to know for myself because I say I'm a witch, right? And I have a program called Witchy Business. And yet when I'm really thinking about it, I like, am I really like, how are we even using this language? And if we are, I have some really great practices because I have you in my life and some other really powerful human beings that have helped me create um, protection and clearing and cord cutting and all of these like things that I feel I'm doing to protect myself, create a safe space and like channel appropriately, I think for lack of a better word. And for everyone out there who's feeling this call and is maybe feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome, even for using this language. I was hoping you might share like a simple, basic, like 101, (laughs) which integrity, like clearing practice or prayer that we can say before we sort of start to dive into this realm that we might not be as familiar with as we think. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I'll say um, is that magic and our craft is the core of it is relationship. So when we're speaking about magic and connecting to our magic, the the root of it is being in relationship with it and thinking about and reflecting on what our relationship is with it. And I think, what is my relationship to, to different clearing practices or like even the idea of clearing, you know, like, why do I need to clear? I think a lot of people ask me, you know, they're saying, why, why do I need to clear? Right. And so there can be questions that come up when we start introducing these ideas and talking about this. And, you know, I, I always advise to folks that um, to return to your own lens, your own lived experience, to return to like even histories of your own relationship with ancestral practices is where you're going to find a lot of context and information too. It's so helpful. Like even the folk practices of 
the ancestors can be so helpful and very simple too. You know, we have even like talking about like creativity in the kitchen, there's like whole like realm of kitchen magic, right? The ways that like we are ancestors or, or people had to be creative to access different practices. Just open up your cupboard, you know, <laughs> like I'm thinking like what's calling to me right now, salt, pepper, black pepper, very clearing. It breaks up stagnation, right? So salt, depending on your different, you know, uh, cultural lineage or ancestral lineage can mean different things, but it can represent a boundary. It can represent clearing, protection. It can also represent abundance as well. And it can also neutralize. So yeah, I just wanted to like kind of add that um, before we begin and something, yeah, I'll just share like a practice and have it be a little more experiential before we kind of dive in. Um, so for folks at home, you can just maybe soften your gaze. You can close your eyes if you're driving, keep your eyes open. <laughs> um, but you can kind of begin to visualize this in your imagination. If you're not a visual person, which some people have, you know, senses that are more heightened than visual, but what I can say is through your intention. So just bringing that intention to the forefront, to your heart, you can begin to create an intention and maybe even visualize a ring of salt around you. And maybe that's a specific salt that you like to work with. Maybe it's like a pink salt. You can just begin to visualize that ring of salt and see that ring of salt as a boundary. And you can begin to imagine that that ring of salt kind of pushes outward so you can expand that ring of salt. And just allowing it to create space for you, create psychic space, create energetic space, create emotional space. And this is where you can get creative. So something I like to add is four candles. So you can envision maybe four candles in the different directions. I personally work with citrus a lot for clearing specifically, but you can add your own like maybe organic experience so maybe it's garlic for you or pepper or maybe you have your own kind of uh, symbol that you like to work with so we can begin to layer these different visuals and imagery and envisioning that energy maybe it is a lemon <laughs> maybe it's garlic maybe onion onion is an amazing clearing agent can imagine it encircling you. There's a circle around you. And then imagining that the sun is above you. So that bright golden sun. And you can begin to connect to the heart of the sun. And the sun represents fire. 
and the sun can kind of just gently lift any distraction, any psychic debris, any stagnation, any like psychic static. It can kind of just gently lift it from you and your space. And it just moves it into the, the fire of the sun, just kind of burning it away, creating clarity. And you can even say, just ask that any energy that is not in resonance with my true and powerful self, with my sovereignty, with this moment today, anything that could be distracting or not supportive, you can just ask that it be lifted gently either taken to the heart of the sun or taken to a space it can be tended to in the most easeful way. And lastly, just kind of connecting and noticing your relationship between your body and the earth. You might recall a time that your feet were in the dirt or you were sitting on the earth, but just acknowledging that relationship the histories, the context, making space for it. And just taking a few deep breaths in, allowing those breaths to be clearing and life-giving and just returning in your own time. So that's kind of just a simple, uh, practice that you can explore there's so many different ways to create you know boundary and protection you know like i was saying that sometimes our visual like we call them the clairs right um in psychic work sometimes the clairvoyance isn't a strong suit right i i see the clairs as muscles you know and i do believe we're all psychic and we all have different gifts that come forward and there's certain muscles or openings or spaces that are our psychic centers that might be stronger than others. We can also like go into the gym, work those different muscles so that we can uh, receive psychic information in different ways. But, you know, there might be folks at home that are more like clear sentient and that's where we like feel through like our body or our senses we can feel the emotions of like a room that we walk into mm -hmm. or the emotions of others you know there's clear audience where we hear from our spirits or hear messages through the auditory or even the clear cognizance which is more of like cerebral and like knowing you know sometimes that one can feel like a little confusing because it's like what what's the voice in my head versus like you know a transmission or like information that I'm receiving but yeah I just wanted to note that <laughs> thank you for sharing that I think there's so much I love about these visualizations with you but what I really tap into is whatever you're saying I see so clearly when you're speaking mm -hmm. and it's such a gift that you have and I know me too when I'm working with my other psychic friends like whenever they're channeling or doing something I can really like see it I can really tap in and I feel like when I'm in that presence my psychic abilities become stronger and 
it's really beautiful to sort of like witness someone else's psychic abilities. And I love that you say we're all psychic. One of my first yoga teachers ever said, we're all psychic, get over it, you know? And yet there's this real focus, I think, on this psychic gift and we all have it. And I believe that too. And when you said starting to receive messages and things like that, it got me wondering if you are just starting to tune in to the magic and discovering these kinds of practices, it really heightened for me in this last year, becoming a mom, reading the book you recommended, Kissing the Limitless. It just opened me up to the magic that really is all around us and we can really tap into it. And what I love so much about your practice is it feels really grounding. It's really embodying versus I don't know, a lot of these visualizations or meditations, they take me into the sky. They take me away from my body, away from this earth. And what I find after doing a visualization, even just that one with you is how primal and like in the earth and of the earth I feel. And for me, that feels so safe. And it's a safe way to begin to tap in and create these clearings and receive these messages. And My one question I have for you is not even in integrity or out of integrity, just in general, how we react or what we do with the psychic messages that we do receive. And a lot for me has been around pregnancy and motherhood. And I can literally see somebody like the last three times my friends got pregnant. I'm like, oh, you're pregnant right now. And they're like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, you are. It's boy. Like I like the knowing that you said, and it's really easy to decipher between the ego that is Krista. Like it is such a knowing. And even recently I had it so strong with someone that I don't know that well. And I I said, it. I was like, are you pregnant? Like it just came out. And anyway, I've been getting these, these hits and I am such a sort of outspoken, transparent, direct kind of person, but not everyone is that way and not everyone is open to receiving. And so how you decide when to act on and what to do with the messages and these things that you're receiving, is it always meant to be shared? Yeah, that's a really great question because we can, you know, start to open ourselves up or like, yeah, I think I've also understood that to be like when we're when someone's pregnant, like they, they are psychic senses, like really bloom, you know? I mean, I can't tell you since I got pregnant. I mean, I can feel the baby. I can feel the position that they're in. I'm like, Oh, he's head down. You know, they don't even know they're having a boy, you know, it's just like, I can't, it's, it's so it's like a fact, the knowing. And then the ego Krista gets righteous about it, you know, and there's just the, then the ego takes over. But when we're just in that knowing and we are in the receiving, how we decide from a really safe and yeah, I think in integrity space to what to do with the information Mm. sometimes. Yeah, that's such a good question. I'll just share what I would, yeah, like advise to folks. Yeah. Only if like, yeah, people are really like opening, like, I think it's important when we have those moments when our psychic, you know, muscles and our psychic openings really start to pick up and receive a lot of information, it's so crucial to have a foundational practice that we can work with around 
grounding, around protection, because when we start to open up, right, there's a lot of different energies out there. There are lots of varying energies, a lot of different psychic experience. <laughs> and I think it's really important to have foundational ways that you practice to ground your energy, to self-clear, to protect your energy. You know, it's just kind of like locking our door at night or locking our car, right? We just want to take those precautions, even if you're not really noticing if you're like interfacing with certain energies. Right. But then also what I think is helpful is creating a foundational practice that orientates ourselves to kind of like a code of boundaries and ethics. And even if you're not having like a professional practice, right, where you're doing like psychic readings for people. Right, right. It, that's, this is mostly what, right? that's what I was saying in integrity because I wasn't thinking about yeah. in business. That's a whole nother yeah. conversation. Right. I just mean as the day-to-day relationship and experience yeah. that we have with people. Yes. I think like having like kind of a filter that you bring things through to be like, does this align with like, is this in my values? Like, I think like starting within, um, yeah, like having like a relationship to kind of a structure or framework or a core of like, this is when I can share something or like, this is when it's like best to keep to, you know, inside or whatever, because yeah, as like a professional witch and like as someone who does readings, I do have like kind of this code of practice that, you know, I, I let people know I don't do like future predictions, right? Sometimes things will slip out, but like, um, it's very specific and like, Emma, I always come, come back to this space of like, humans have free will, you know, and when we share certain psychic information with them, like say it's like a, if someone were to ask me like, what am I going to be doing in 10 years? You know, um, which is a question people have asked me before. I always tell them like, the thing is like, you have free will, your choices today impact your future. There can also be external circumstances that impact your future and your choices. And, um, you know, maybe we could look into a certain timeline that's in 10 years from now, but, um, you know, how would that change things? right? Right. And like, they're also thinking about the context of like, there can be multiple timelines that happen at simultaneously and we're talking about like multi-dimensionality right, right. <laughs> and, um, yeah yeah so I think like you know kind of returning to your question like you know discernment trusting mm-hmm. yourself I think is important trusting your spirits which also come back to you know relationship building you know if uh there's like a question of like okay should I share this or should I not you know I think asking, you know, your, your guides or spirits, ancestors that you're in relationship with can be helpful, you know, Mm -hmm. and being like, should I, how should I share this? You know, kind of maybe having a list of questions that you ask to be like, is this something that's helpful, supportive and in right relationship to share? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's just, 
It's interesting because like you said, we, we all are psychic and yet there's no like rules. I just started therapy again. And so it's really interesting, like what she can and can't say. And like, it's just very clear. Right. And so when it comes to this type of work, whether it's professionally or just, you know, practicing, because I've been doing readings for my friends' businesses, I've been doing, pulling cards, talking to the spirit of their business, like it's really happening. It's really coming through. And in a professional Mm -hmm. space, I know where that line is, but I think when it starts to happen and I, have this knowing about somebody I care about or somebody I love, you know, just when you start doing this work, you don't have a lot of control at the beginning, you know, as to what's coming in and, and, and who it's meant for. And yeah, I just think it's a beautiful practice and it's something that you need to keep coming back to like where that boundary is. Like you said, you know, where your filter is and your internal compass, you know, it's an ongoing practice and it's one that I'm very tuned into because I love this. I love these conversations. I love that it's becoming more normalized, like you said, and it's like totally normal that I have my witch on the podcast today. And that's awesome (laughs) for so many reasons. And so I'm just so grateful for the work that you're doing and sharing and how in integrity you are with your practice and sharing that with us. I would love to have a reading from you for the collective today. And I know we were both um, sort of separately prepping for this. And I know there's a lot of energy. There's always a lot of energy and things going on. And um, it's just so beautiful every time we get to drop in and um, you get to channel for us. So I would love for you to give us a reading, share what's coming through and just give everyone a taste of the magic and what, what it's like to work with you and and sit with you. Beautiful. Well, I'll say this. I'm not an astrologer, but I, I do keep up on it and I like to connect astrological transits to like my practice and the Northern hemisphere, we're approaching a new moon, we're approaching the spring equinox. Um, and like we had talked about, like there are larger, more like collective generational transits that are happening. Saturn just moved into Pisces. It has been in its home sign for the last two transits. So Capricorn and Aquarius. And then Pluto is also moving into Aquarius at the end of the month. Wow. It's a lot going on yeah. and it's changed. It's, it's feels really different um, as someone who is also not an astrologer, but very well versed <laughs> in astrology. And I definitely consider it a love language for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually planning to record a solo episode for the very first time about my relationship with astrology, mm-hmm. because it's so impactful. And for us to be able to sit here and say what's happening and understand what that means on just sort of a deeper level. Um, I would love to, you know, I just want more people to understand and get Mm -hmm. it. It feels like such a path to God for me. And so um, there's a lot of change happening and I can feel it for sure. Not only within my business, but within relationships and just 
things are changing, things are shifting. And I think it can feel hard to ground in those times. And so I love returning to this practice of tarot and calling you. This is usually about the time Mm -hmm. that I would book a session when I'm starting to feel this way within my business, within myself and need to come back home and come back to that knowing. And so here we are. Yeah, let's do it for (laughs) the collective in service to you, the listener. Yeah, so I'm just going to create an intention that the messages come through that are supportive and full of ease and clarity. And yeah, whenever you're listening to this, so this could be, you know, soon, it could be a year from now, I'm just asking for time magic to support in having this message and these yeah, messages and guidance to come through in a way that is timeless. I'm going to pull from both my decks. Um, I am pulling from the Living Altar Oracle, which I co-created with my art partner, Elva Mara Rajasuski. And then I'm also going to be pulling from my tarot deck, uh, which I'm currently using the Morgan Greer uh, tarot deck. Okay. (laughs) I'm kind of laughing because we have a double message here. I will just for uh, transparency, my Oracle deck that I co-created, I had two different decks and I kind of put them together. (laughs) So there's like double cards, but I always see like the double messages as like, this is important. So I'm just going to shuffle from my tarot deck and then I'm going to start pulling some cards. Okay. Okay, beautiful. So what I did is I drew two different themes for listeners at home. I drew a card, two cards around moving forward, like what is going to be supportive or what are some actions that can be taken. And then I drew some cards that are more so around information around healing, like what is our healing right now? Where can we turn to tend Mm -hmm. to our personal healing or collective healing even? So I'll first talk about the theme cards. Um, I drew Ancestor from the Living Altar, and then I drew the world, which is so beautiful. The world is is the last card in the Major Arcana in the tarot. So this symbolizes this deep closing of cycles, which I have been really tracking in collective energies that we are in process. We've been in process of doing, we're kind of closing these past patterns, these kind of past energies are slowly and even sometimes quickly really kind of like a snake shedding skin, right? The the old is, um, you know, releasing and kind of dying off. So there can be this, um, it can be also very deeply personal as well, like our own personal cycles and kind of even looking at this other card that's with it, um, ancestor, right? These might be ancestral cycles that you're closing at this time, or, you know, it's like it ends with you or like the, that the curse breaks with you or something like, yeah. I, I kind of think about that where it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like there's a generation or maybe people listening to this are the change makers in their family mm-hmm. or the change makers in their um, bloodline where you're doing something different. You're, you're breaking the cycle. You're ending it, right? You're, you're, you're saying no, you're creating a boundary. And so the world really symbolizes the choice to begin a new cycle that's rooted in joy rooted in surrender, rooted in expansion. Like this is such a deep um, also invocation of time magic too. It's like those moments that you're lost in like your passion or your project where like, you know, when the time falls away, where it, it like stops existing and it becomes this like almost very liminal space. Mm-hmm. So it feels like there's also like I'm just getting a lot of information around <laughs> the idea of like ancestor, right? Like mm-hmm. this idea of ancestor can be so many different things. Like it does not have to be limited to our bloodline. You know, we can connect to different energies that can represent ancestor to us. So it does feel like there's something just very like new perspectives coming in, like a new uh, vantage point or even like a new view of the room where Mm. maybe, you know, when we're talking about our gifts and like our psychic abilities, there might be like an energy that could be very supportive that could represent ancestor that isn't necessarily like the obvious is kind of what I'm sensing. (laughs) Um, I always kind of tell people like a really great place to start is like making relationship with like the elements, right? Because we're we're made of the elements. The elements can be our ancestors, but they're not really like the humans that existed in our bloodline, you know? So um, sometimes I have clients that share that they have a very complicated relationship with family, with blood family and even that idea of family can feel really complicated and hard sometimes and just I want to like empower people to feel like they can choose like you have choice you can choose like you know ancestor like you can make relationship like with um yeah like creating almost like this support system in the invisible, in the spirit realm that can feel safe and supported. The world, the energy and the archetype of the world is very creative. And then I also want to note that this can also represent actual uh, travel. So it can be exploration, travel. So I just wanted to note that like the literal meaning of this card is traveling you know in all different ways it can be adventure and exploration so this Mm. might be a time that that folks are kind of exploring that idea yeah yeah that feels so spot on I love how you talk about the elements Mm. um and working with the elements with pulling these cards I feel so much more connected to my invisible and so, you know, like ever since I've worked with you, that idea of our invisible sort of army behind us, yeah. um, I think of it too as like a mycelium, like it goes deep, yes. deep yes. within. And 
that is the ancestor to me, you know, and I, I feel that and it doesn't all have to be like in the human. Exactly. Even mycelium, you know, like fungi, mushrooms, you know, when we're talking about ancestor, like I even think about mushrooms as our ancestor because we come from fungi. And I mean, I'm a mushroom nerd, but um, (laughs) I think like, yeah, like that's another lens that you can look at that there can be plants and flowers that maybe were really like important to your ancestors or to the land or whatnot that can be ancestor that you can make relationship with. Yeah. That's been a really powerful practice for me ever since I did a session with you and you had talked about, um, seeing your like plant spirit guides and Mm -hmm. your flower spirit guides and your animal and nature. And I'm like, all of a sudden they all appear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're right there. And so I felt so connected to that reading as I'm sure you did listening. Um, it just feels so right on time. Yeah. The next cards I drew, I drew some cards around action steps. Like where can we direct our energy at this time? What's going to be supportive for us? I drew the card of initiation and then the three of cups. It definitely feels like we're in, and we have been in a collective initiation. Initiations are opportunity to show up for ourselves and each other. Um, So I feel like collectively we're, I mean, I feel like we're really being asked to move away from individualism and move into connection on a deeper level, uh, community on a deeper level, and to yeah, really um, share like our gifts with community and our loved ones. And, you know, I will say once again, like the, the, I'm sensing like it's theme of like this shedding that's happening. There's release that's happening. Um, You know, as we're, you know, moving into the dark moon and into a new moon in Aries shortly, um, this can be a time of just a lot of release, you know, a lot of, kind of metamorphosis. So I definitely sense that metamorphosis with the card of initiation that we're like becoming, uh, not necessarily completely changing forms per se, but like becoming truer to who we are, you know, more connected to who we we are. Maybe that means like there's a lot of different (laughs) energies, like other people's opinions or projections or, you know, pressure that's been put on you or, family or societal pressure that you're needing to shed in order to come closer or more acquainted with that kind of true expression. Mm. The three of cups feels so rooted in community and healing. The three of cups is very joyous. So I would say, you know, this is a time to really uh, reach for others, reach for connection, uh, create gathering, create togetherness, host, you know, this is a time to bring others together. This is a time to surround yourself with, you know, your loved ones and to yeah, create those moments of celebration. It's hard when there's a lot of catastrophe happening in the world and collective but we also can hold that joy, right? Simultaneously, it all can exist. So I'm almost seeing like folks having these spaces or moments of joy 
and just know that you deserve that and you deserve to be surrounded by yeah those like energies or people or maybe it's your animals or you know your spirits um yeah something that's kind of coming to me is a ritual that i really like to do and i often will share with clients is like having a spirit dance party and you know I love to do music divination. So you can just like pull up your Spotify, you can pull up your iTunes, ask your guides or your spirits to, to DJ, and then you just hit shuffle. Uh, <laughs> and then you just, you roll with it. You know, maybe they have some messages for you in that music. And then raising energy through dance or even through just being, you can, you know, even just like lay on the floor or lay on your bed and be with them in that process of listening to the music. Like music can be so, such a connector. So mm. I think this three of cups feels very in line with that kind of celebratory, like raising energy and bringing connection to your space. Um, I feel really called to share the invocation of initiation and maybe this will help kind of bring that energy forward on and inform, yeah, just like how you want to focus your energy and your intention moving forward. So that the invocation and spell of initiation says, how do I show up for myself? Do I even show up for myself? In what ways do I ignore, avoid, and turn away from myself? What's that about? How do I honor and show myself the love and respect I so crave? The threshold through which I am passing strips all glamour and illusion from me. In this fire, I must choose to carry what I carry forward and what is left to the canon of time. I am witnessed by those impacted by my initiations, yet these choices are mine and mine alone to make. What I carry with me from this moment forward is my sole responsibility to tend. Will I be bold enough in my choices to tend to their future impact with confidence? I am up for the challenge. Mm. The cards I pulled, I'll share around the root or the space or, you know, that illumination of what is being tended and healed are uh, the first ones I pulled are winter, the season of winter, and then the two of cups. Mm. The two of cups is interesting because something I've been maybe folks at home will relate to this is something I've been noticing uh, for probably the last six months is a lot of relational dynamics coming forward, a lot of tending, defining, refining, healing certain relationship dynamics that maybe we've inherited or are ancestral or learned or you know imprinted from childhood it feels like everything around relationships has been up for review mm -hmm. so i feel like in the, you know in the northern northern hemisphere as we're moving from winter into spring we're also integrating the lessons that winter had to offer and winter um, really holds the lessons of boundaries and rooting and the ways that we 
create resource for ourselves in all ways in emotional and psychic you know in in the material world and so winter really gets to the roots it gets to the bones of something and so when i'm looking at these cards together i'm really seeing that there's been a root that's been reached around maybe you know, a core wound or maybe like a core thread that continues to come up in relational dynamics. Um, you know, the, the two of cups can in the tarot represent romantic partnerships, but I see this as our relationship with ourselves first and foremost, and then also our relationship with spirit or, you know, whatever your word and term is for our higher power and the relationship with our magic. So it always kind of starts there. And then how that relationship is mirrored or kind of is reflected in external relationships. So it definitely feels like there's been a lot. And even just talking about like Saturn, you know, uh, love daddy Saturn. You know, we've been learning those lessons and boundaries for like six years or something. Like, I mean, it's been extra. So I feel like there's a lot of conversation around boundaries. Like even if you go on Instagram, right? What's my feed about? It's about boundaries. <laughs> um, you know, like we're talking a lot about this and it's like, we can talk about it, but then it's like, how, okay, well, how is that implemented? How is that embodied? And so you know, I don't have the answer necessarily, but like, you know, I, I'm kind of seeing some ways, you know, some thoughts are um, in the body, you know, thinking about our actual physical form and like acknowledging that trauma lives and stores is stored in the body. Our ancestral memory lives in the body, in our blood and bones. And we're also, yeah, like living in a society that we're impacted by the systems that, you know, impacts us physically. So I'm kind of just like feeling with these cards that there's a lot of questions, maybe, or reflections around the connection between our emotions and, you know, our emotional body and like our physical body and then how we like integrate boundaries like talking about it having conversation about it for so long yeah yeah I love all of this I'm like so tapping into everything you're saying it's so <laughs> it's so good right now what a great a great time to do this yeah it feels very connected to kind of what collectively we've been processing and then mm -hmm. also this like threshold of uh like when we're talking about like initiation, moving into like a new cycle or a new chapter, right? The, the word that I keep feeling is evolution and with evolution, things have to die. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a shedding, there's a letting go, there's a falling away, which is a part of the growth. Yeah, but I yeah. think so oftentimes when things are going wrong or things are falling away or not working the way that they used to, and that was really great. And now why isn't this working anymore? It can feel as if we're doing something wrong, but really the shedding and the mm -hmm. falling away is like a part of this like rebirth. And that's the initiation, I think. And I think we're still in it. 
Yeah, we are in it. We are in yeah. it. Yeah. And I think yeah, so something that I'm just kind of thinking about and is coming to mind. It's like the ways and I'll call myself out for this too. Like the ways like I, I or like a we like distract ourselves and like yeah. those coping mechanisms, right? Around distraction, uh, whether it be as, you know, uh, we all, I mean, I'll speak for myself, like scrolling, like when we get lost in the rabbit hole, right? Mindlessly kind of like zoning out. And I do that. And it's like, Clay calls it doom scrolling. Yes. Yeah. He goes, babe, you doom scrolling. <laughs> I come across the room and I'm just yeah. like, put my phone down. I know. I feel that like I'm back on TikTok because I like I'm starting a I started a business TikTok. And, um, yes. By the way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. So starting on TikTok, and um, I'm like I have gone down every rabbit hole. I mean, even I found this like heatless blowout that I did last night, and it was like I'm doing this like hack from TikTok, but it was like only after like you know being on there for like an hour and being like. Now I'm on like the beauty section, like the hacks, you know, I'm like doing all this like random stuff. Well, the TikTok algorithm may as well be <laughs> like clairvoyant because the types of content that it's like, it they know goes. exactly what you're going to click on. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think something like where I was going with this is like, I'm like, oh, what if, you know, what happens when those distractions like stop working, you know? And like, that's kind of what I'm sensing of like, how do mm. I, how do we like create boundaries with ourselves? you know? Cause oftentimes when we're having these conversations collectively around boundaries, it's often like I'm setting boundaries with another person. Like I'm setting boundaries with this external energy. But right. like when we think about boundaries, like boundaries are for the, for ourselves, you know? And we can have boundaries with ourselves for ourselves and it's like opportunity to show up for ourselves so I think like talking about initiation and thinking about yeah how do I avoid myself how do I distract myself Mm -hmm. you know and like what are the boundaries that need to be created with myself to you know to move into that next space of growth or evolution or um yeah even like doing something different. (laughs) Yeah. Even our thoughts. I feel like I've been setting boundaries. I was driving the other day talking to my friend and I'm like, I'm just so sick of her meaning myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've just had it, you know, I need a break from her. I need to set a boundary from her meaning like that ego sort of spin or doom scroll or like the person inside me that scrolls on Instagram and sort of does these things to escape. Like she's driving me nuts. And it's just such an interesting boundary that we, it's like you and you. Yeah. There's yeah. so much of it. It always comes back to that. Like with that two of cups, it's like our relationship with ourselves, yeah. with our spirit, you know, continue. And even when we began like thinking about the core of our magic is in the relationship. So when we continue to turn towards ourselves, it's like, that's where that healing happens. That's where the magic happens. Mm. The last part I drew, I just asked for like a last messages for folks. I drew the ancestor card again. (laughs) Um, And then I drew the seven of cups, which I think is really interesting because this feels very Saturn and Pisces, which is like, 
on one end, it's like the dream realm. It's the imagination. It is the creativity, right? But on another side of the coin, this is also the call for discernment because it can be the glamour. It can be the illusion that kind of like seduces us in a way where it's like it, maybe it's like this, yes, like the sparkly, you know, like sign, right? The neon sign or like the energy that's coming from an external factor of like, this is what you should want. This is what you should be doing. It's like those, that programming or like advertisement. Totally. <laughs> um, so that I see the seven of cups is a, a need to really reconcile our relationship with our own inner compass and be very rooted in discernment and rooted in like what is truth for us you know only we can know that for ourselves of like having like that filter or like you know yeah like an easy example is like what we see and witness online like okay let's scan this for truth you know like where's this at you know how does this resonate what is this bringing up in me um you know and really being yeah it feels very neptunian which is interesting too because i feel like there's like some neptune transits happening and like i feel like the shadow of like neptune can be like getting lost in the sauce like just being like getting swept away and like the glamour and glitz that's not necessarily it's like the the candy right it's like junk food or like kind of this energy that can not be nourishing for the soul so it's kind of like continuing to come back to being like how can i root into my discernment and also work with this energy in the dream realm in the imagination that i can like channel and direct my own creativity that's like feels yeah nurturing and nourishing for myself Mm -hmm. I was just watching something and I can't remember what it was, but she was talking about how it can feel like we need to jump onto these trains like crypto or, you know, these things that are popping off and it feels like that's, what's going to take you there. But really that's not your thing and staying true and discerning Mm -hmm. and not letting these like big sort of almost like get rich quick schemes, but more than that, more nuanced than that, but for lack of a better example and crypto being her example or NFTs or whatever, like, Oh, I should be doing that. Or that's what people are doing that, you know, people like me do things like this. And instead of coming back to that, center of what's going to get you there. Like even talking about your own business, how it's been like a really slow burn and a really gradual growth to me, that's more exciting right now, but the other things are so distracting. And so I love that what you said about distractions and distracting ourselves. And this just feels so complete. I mean, it makes so much sense and we're all dealing with it. And I love, I love these collective readings because every single person feels seen and we are connected in it. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that we started with the ancestor card and then we closed with the ancestor card and I'll read the spell of ancestor for people. So you can connect to like the energy of this card 
so I'll note that ancestor is the air of water and it represents abundance, autumn, generosity, and the disseminating moon cycle. It says, I may not know your names, but I can trace your faces through the lines of my own. You are not my blood, but I feel your love and the blessings I receive through the sacrifice of your fight. I do not need to call for you, for your song is always present in the harmony of my breath. Our power is a lattice of choices, heartbreak, devotion. Every movement forward unfolds the prayers and impacts the stories whose weaving began so many lifetimes ago. Where am I in the order of things? What is my place and purpose, my offering? What will end with me and begin with me, be fortified through me and pass to the altars of those whom I lead the way? So I'll just end there. <laughs> is there anything else to say? I don't think so. I, I just felt I was there. I was gone. Um, as I'm sure most people were listening to this, what a powerful experience. And thank you for bringing your gifts and your magic. I just couldn't think of a better way to connect and really share you with this beautiful audience of ours. Um, if you are called to work with Kiki and feel moved and connected to this work after listening, um, I'd love for you to share how we can find you and what's happening on Patreon with the living altar, what, what's going on? How can we do more? Yeah, so um, the best way to find me is both through Instagram, which is at Opulent Witch. Uh, just started a TikTok. <laughs> so if you're on TikTok, hey, um, it's at Opulent Witch or Opulent Witch. And then my website is um, opulentwitch.com. I offer one-on-one readings and energy work, um, ritual work personalized ceremony. And then I also offer group rituals on Patreon, which I've been super pumped and excited about. I just really love doing group work. It just really like, it brings me so much joy. And I offer yeah group sessions, group um, altar services. And each month we have like a different theme and they're around like the new moon and um, the full moon. And then I also just started amping up my classes again. So I'm kind of teaching like a series of classes. I do a monthly psychic salon. So if folks are like interested in developing psychic, you know, your psychic muscles and exploring um, the living altar uh, is doing a monthly through Seagrave Apothecary. And it's a monthly witches salon and so we play like really fun psychic games it's like making psychic work fun (laughs) and so we do different not so deep not so heavy exactly because I think that there's so much magic in creating like fun and like amusement and celebration with exploring these things because it can be like curious and like yeah just uh we can lead with like kind of this different yeah, spirit of it. And then I'm also just doing kind of a lot of personal art projects that I'll be like sharing with the world as I, as I finish them. So yeah, that's where to find me. (laughs) I will put those links in the show notes Mm -hmm. and I highly recommend following Kiki on 
Instagram and I am a big fan of TikTok at the moment. And we have a TikTok accelerator happening within our business right now. And I have a TikTok expert because it's just a great opportunity. So I'm so glad you're doing that because you know how invested I am in your business and your growth. So thank you for being here. This is such a gift. I feel like I want to go have a dance party with my ancestors now. (laughs) So I'm just so grateful. And, um, as always amazing to connect. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. It just felt so timely with like the collective reading. Um, yeah, it just felt like right on time, (laughs) right on time, time magic. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. This was such a great episode. I'm so just yeah, grateful for this journey and for this community and this time and connection we share over this funny platform that we're on. So thank you for listening. Thank you for growing with me and we'll see you next time.